When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. And I get the week started right here on Listen Up. Hope you're doing well. You know the routine. Love to talk to you. You raise your hand and we will get you right on. And I don't normally do my rant on soccer, but I did my rant on soccer today with the U.S. women's team and an embarrassing performance at the World Cup. I don't really know what else to say. And again, I, I'm not in, into it. I didn't watch it. Um, I followed the scores and that's it. When I got up yesterday, I watched the highlights and I saw the penalty kicks and I, I, it's just baffling to me why you feel that you have to put the ball in the corner. I I don't get that. I I really don't. I, I don't understand in a penalty kick how you could possibly miss a goal that large. I, I just, it makes no sense to me. And as I talked about, when you saw the goalkeeper of Team USA, okay, when she was chosen for a kick, she kicked it straight ahead. You know, that makes the most sense to me. But missing the goal completely, it's embarrassing. It really is. And as I said, I was not rooting for Team USA. I wasn't rooting for them to lose. But when I saw Rapino's kick, Uh, I got a smile on my face. I think she's a disgrace. I've been open about this over the last few years. Uh, To me, she's everything that's wrong with Team USA. All right, if you want to do that on your own time, go ahead. You know, you want to campaign for your sexuality, for uh, transgender athletes, go ahead. That's fine. You you know, you don't want to stand for the anthem, fine. Go ahead. Don't do it when you're representing Team USA. Don't do it when you're representing Team USA. So for me, uh, I didn't lose one wink of sleep because Team USA lost in the World Cup. They got a lot to learn. And here's something else that I was not aware of. And I really mean this. I was not aware of how many were not watching and not rooting for that team. Team USA needs to take a deep look in the mirror. That's my opinion. All right, we've got NFL training camps. We got preseason games this week. Everyone's playing. We had the Hall of Fame game on Thursday with the Jets and the Browns. So if you want to talk some NFL, we can do that. And I don't know if you saw the news, but Kevin Brown, TV announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, has been suspended indefinitely for doing nothing. By reading a graphic on the Orioles pregame show, talking about their futility against the Rays. And everything he said was completely factual, not me, not demeaning. And he got suspended indefinitely. Go figure. Like I, I don't quite understand that. Uh, I did get asked this earlier today. Elon Musk put out a message via his platform, X. And I responded to it, and uh, I'm still waiting. And a lot of people responded to that, by the way. All right. Elon Musk said, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. That was a little more than a day ago. All right. And I responded. And I had a lot of people respond to what I wrote and a lot of retweets. All right. And a lot of other things. Still waiting to hear for Mr. Musk or somebody on his team. I hope so. I mean, I, I would think he's almost speaking directly to someone like myself. I may be wrong. But that, that's what I would say, you know? 
That's what I would say. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, Elon Musk, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill, no limit. And I responded, does being fired for posting all lives matter, every single one apply lawsuit, lawsuit currently in federal district court? Still waiting. Clay Travis, I've cooked. This is incredible. The precedent of firing people for what they like or endorse on social media outside of work, I think it's the single most destructive precedent set in the social media era. Just different viewpoints. All right. What do you want to talk about? Raise your hand. We'll get the show rolling. And looking forward to it. Now, this week, all right, tomorrow, I will be over on YouTube. If you don't like that, at 7 o'clock. Wednesday, my open form Wednesday show right here. And then on Thursday, over on YouTube, if you don't like that, this, is, this guy's got a pretty fascinating uh, life right now, okay? His name is Jason from Mojo Sports. And he's coming on. I'm going to do a live podcast on Thursday at 5 o'clock Pacific. All right? And I'm looking forward to talking to him. Again, Mojo Sports. You can follow him on social media, Mojo Sports LLC. And he's in the uh, sports card business. He travels all over North America. And it's pretty amazing to see all of the different cards that he has. I don't know anything about sports cards and the business and everything else. But again, Mojo Sports. His name's Jay. Mojo Sports. And he's got a lot of people to follow him on Instagram. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking with him. I met him at Soul Street downtown when I was doing my show live with Ryan during the uh, Kings Warriors playoff series at one of the watch parties. So I'm looking forward to it. Again, Jay from Mojo Sports coming up on Thursday. Very active. Got a, he's got a tremendous personality. And uh, we'll talk to him about this. That's coming up on Thursday. All right. What do you want to talk about? I need a leadoff man or woman. Hit that hand icon. And we do it. We got a couple of people that want to get rolling. So why don't we start first with John? John, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, bud. What's up? Well, I thought if Connor didn't want to hop on first, I would. Um, man, what a weekend, huh? And what a week coming up. Football's finally yep. here. You know what I mean? Yep. It's finally here. No Thank doubt. Yep. Kidding. Yep. And uh, hey, from what, as you started out with just a moment ago, talking about yeah. the stuff about your case and over the weekend and about Musk, that's fantastic, you know. And I told you I wanted to McPhee, you know, McPhee on. I'm telling you, when you get Musk on your podcast, come on, Grant. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be, you, I'm not, I didn't, absolutely yeah, that would be pretty amazing. That would be pretty amazing. That's for sure. It would be amazing, but check it out. It's not out of the realm of possibility either. You know what I mean? Well, but you never I know. Saw that I haven't even thought about you, it. You see what Monk, what Musk, pardon me, Musk, that that he put out, the first thing I thought was your case. I'm all, man, he's speaking to your case. Didn't. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I know and exactly what you mean. We'll see. I can't, I don't have his phone number. I can't like call him up. I can only use social media. A lot of people have responded to uh, my follow-up tweet. And so all I can do is wait and see. I, I, you know, again, I don't know. It's out of my hands. I know it is, Grant, but it, it's out of everybody's hands. But normalcy and reality are sometimes totally different, you know. But 
that would be awesome if uh, it came to where he was going to help you out, you know, with some of the funding on your case. I mean, come on. Yep. And if or if not, Grant, you are in the right no matter what. You're going to sleep well at night no matter how that goes. So, yep. And I will too. You know what I mean? You're in the right. And anytime I talk to people, 90% of them, 100% agree with, you know, your cause. And, and you know, I agree with it too, 100%. It's, it's a no-brainer, but I just kind of wanted to start with that, Grant, and say, check it out. This is the last day that I'm, uh, or tomorrow is the last day of me taking my antibiotics for my uh, cat bite. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, everything's, everything's going I good? Like I, I feel like I can fight a lion right now, you know what I mean, and not get sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking these worst right. pills, it seems like, but oh boy. I feel good, though, man. My hand, it's still sore. You know, I've been back at work all week, last week and stuff. Everything's okay. all good. And uh, Good, buddy. Hey, I just want to get a little bit like that. And I'm barbecuing a tri-tip right now, which I got to do some things. I'm going to let Connor and Ryan get on board, Grant. Hey, I'll let, I'll you. let you go, and uh, you have a good after, a good evening, all right? Good hey, I might call back when Ryan tells me what he's barbecuing. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Happy Monday, Grant. Thanks. All right. All right, let's get to Connor. Connor, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, so I heard you mention the Orioles thing, and I know it's a pretty developing story, but I watched the video that he was apparently punished for. I guess I was just waiting for him to say something wrong, and he never really did. I don't quite understand. I, I really don't. It makes zero sense to me. I, I, I don't know what that individual did that would be uh, – wrong i really don't yeah it makes no sense to me and then you brought up the world cup and stuff I've, i'm pretty sure i'm one of the select few that actually watched the whole game but i mean i obviously still wanted to just support the team and whatnot it wasn't really cheering for them like i used to but obviously it's heartbreaking loss for them but you mentioned the thing about penalty kicks and if you just kick it down the middle it'll go in most of the time but I mean, I played soccer a lot growing up, and I mean, what most of the coaches tell you is you just pick a corner in the side netting. If the keeper dives one way or the other, they don't have the vertical usually to get to that and extend it. So if you go for the sides to the bottom corners, it's really difficult for the keepers to reach the ball. But the middle. I understand middle, that, but I understand that completely. But if you kick the ball straight down the middle, there's no chance of you missing the goal. Yeah, but then why can't the keeper just stay in the middle and catch the ball? They never do. You tell me the last time you saw a keeper stay in the middle. I don't watch a lot of soccer, but every time I do, and every time I watch a penalty kick, the keeper is guessing one way or the other almost every single time. And here's something else. And again, I don't watch soccer like you do. I mean, you watch it all the time. I watch it, you know, sparingly. Whenever I see a person kick the ball straight, on a penalty kick, they score. I don't know if I've ever seen the goalie stop a penalty kick that was kicked straight. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, sometimes it goes over. And so, I mean, I think the the woman kicked it over like two or three times and one hit the post. It was just sometimes, I guess, when you're leaning back like that, it goes over and you have to keep your body square and power through it. You know what it's called? it's called? It's called choking. That's what it's called. It's called choking. There's no way in the world a soccer player of that caliber should miss the goal, period. Just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I agree to disagree. I think, I mean, obviously in the World Cup, the pressure is immense, but it comes, I mean, the keeper for Sweden was incredible all game and she made some saves, but at the end of the day, they made their own mistakes and they missed the goal completely. So, I mean, I agree with you. Just at least try to put it on target give it a chance, like the last goal that ended the game when the keeper made a really good effort to save it, but it still ended up yep. going in. Yep. Boy, have you ever seen anything closer than that? No, I haven't. I mean, the replay kind of screenshot, was it was like a millimeter, and I couldn't even tell if yep. it was completely over the line. And that's probably the worst way that you can lose. Yep, I can't even imagine. I, I really cannot imagine losing that way. I mean, I it's it, it truly is not in exaggeration, to say that they lost by an eyelash. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And it's obviously it's getting close to football time, so I'm getting more and more excited for that. But one thing I saw, it seems like the fans can't wait for the game to get back because the ticket prices for the Hall of Fame game were through the roof. And I saw that the ratings for that game, just a normal preseason Hall of Fame game, were had better ratings than some playoffs in the other leagues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People don't care. They want football, and NFL football is what they want. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Hall of Fame game or what have you. They're starving for it, and they're going to watch it. That's exactly right. Why do you think the NBA is having their midseason tournament right up against football season? They are trying to do anything in their power to get some people to watch their product during football season. Yeah, and I know it's still early with training camp and injuries and stuff can happen, but I want to kind of start talking about some of the teams this year. And I think, I don't know, I'll ask you, do you think there's any team with more pressure than the Bills this year? No, I think it's right there. They've been knocking on the doorstep of Kansas City, you know, two years ago with that uh, one of the great playoff games in history, you know, Buffalo with Kansas City, the Bills last year, disappointing. They got hurt by some key injuries in the middle of the season. Josh Allen did not play well. No. It is their time. And while we thought it would be Buffalo, Cincinnati has, has emerged as that team. And I think you make a great point. No, I definitely think that's very true on Buffalo. And that would go for, you know, Sean McDermott, the front office, everything. This is this is a huge year for them. That is spot on for you. Yeah. So do you think that their Super Bowl window is closing? I mean, more and more every year because they've been no. really good the last couple of years. But. They've never been able no, to. No, it's not It's not, not, not closing because your Super Bowl aspirations are generally dependent on whether you have a franchise quarterback or not. And they have a franchise quarterback, and, you know, he's not even yet in his prime. Yeah, that's a good point. You mentioned the franchise quarterback. We all know that he's a superstar, but I think we can all agree that he has to be better this year if they're going to advance further. He wasn't a superstar last year, I'll tell you that. I mean, he just wasn't. He made too many mistakes last year at key times, and he can't do that if the Bills are going to, you know, make that next step. But, yeah, you make a very good point, and they have a very interesting game week one. I mean, that Bills-Packers game, excuse me, Bills-Jets game on the first week of Monday Night Football is going to be a dandy. Yeah, and the one thing I think the Bills need to really take the next step other than Josh Allen getting better is I don't think in this whole time that they've had this Super Bowl roster and they had a running back that's actually, like, very solid. They, If they can get a running back that's actually a threat, that'll open up the pass game. That'll open up yep. Josh Allen rushing, the play action, everything. So hopefully James Cook or Damian Harris can be that guy for them this year. Well, they thought they had their guy, and, you know, he uh, is out before the season ever begins because of a jet ski accident. Yeah, it's just awful. I mean, we know anything can happen. I'm just – praying that nothing happens on the Giants' end, and so far it's been pretty good. How about Andrew Thomas not getting selected as a top 100 player by his peers? Yeah, I mean, when I saw that it was down to the last 10, I was, there were 10 other names that I think yep. had to be on it, and of course he wasn't one of them. It just doesn't make any sense to me how he's probably a top five offensive lineman in the NFL, and I guess nobody even knows who he is. Yeah. By the way, uh, the running back I'm talking about uh, for the Bills, Nihal Mines, Hines. I mean, you know, again, he was a running back and a uh, he was also really a key special teams uh, player. I mean, he was a specialist. So they were really counting on him to be, you know, a big part of their franchise this year. And I mean, because he was very versatile. I mean, he, he was a very versatile running back, and uh, but he's out. He's out for the entire season, you know, as we talked about. But, you know, it just goes to show, you, you talked to me about two weeks ago when you started mentioning me or three weeks ago about some of the quarterback rankings, and it made no sense to me. You know, it made absolutely no sense to me. All right, so – I know we're going around, but I want to do this with you because we go on different topics. So we talk about different teams. All right. So you talk about, you know, James Cook. Will he be the guy for the Buffalo Bills that can uh, carry the load? Because what was it? Uh, who was the starter last year? Singletary, right? So 
free agency gone. So now they are looking for different guys. But to me, you know, it's all about Josh Allen. He must cut down on his mistakes at uh, key times. You know, Kansas City is going to be good, Connor, because they're always good, right? We don't know yet about the Jets. We just don't. If two is upright, the Dolphins are going to be good. We got to believe that the Chargers are going to be good, right? So th- those are some of the teams. Then you got the Cincinnati. Will Joe Burrow have any issues with his calf? If not, they're going to be right up there and good, barring injury. Here are some teams that could be very good. Cleveland could be good. Pittsburgh could be good. Baltimore could be good, right? I mean, the AFC is going to be crazy, Connor. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, and here's three teams that I think they're probably not expected to win their divisions because they're so tough. But out of these three teams, who do you think has the better chance to be successful with the Ravens, the Jets, and the Chargers? I would say the Chargers because of, again, one of those teams that has been right there and they just got to get a little luck with injuries. And the the thing about the Chargers is they are coached to go for the gusto. They take too many chances, in my opinion. And I think that's hurt them over the last year or two. But, all right, so I think it's the Chargers. Who do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's the Chargers as well because I think they have the least amount of question marks. I think the only big thing about them is can they put together a season when they have a wide receiver room that can stay on the field? Keenan yep. Allen, his whole career has been, I mean, he's been really consistent when he's on the field, but he's had so many injuries. And then their deep ball threat, Mike Williams, he struggled with injuries too. So if they're both on the field, they can be a powerhouse. You make a great point. That's a great point about their receivers because that was a big time issue for them. You know, at times, Justin Herbert, you were like, who are these guys? that are out there. Now, interesting when you look at their schedule and they open up against the Dolphins, then they're at Tennessee, at Minnesota, home Vegas. So the Miami game is interesting. The at Minnesota game is going to be a big challenge. I'm not saying that Tennessee won't, but you should go in and win that game against Tennessee. You should beat Vegas, and then they have an early bye. I hate early buys. Uh, they have a bye in week five, Connor. Then then listen to this. All right, you want to talk about a schedule? Out of the bye, they're home on Monday Night Football to Dallas. Then they're at Kansas City, home against Chicago, at the Jets, home Detroit. That's a brutal stretch, obviously. I mean, that's yep. basically the downside of playing in the AFC West because how good that division is and you're going to yep. be playing a lot of tough opponents on the road. That's exactly right. So, I mean, I, I can't ignore that schedule. Now, schedules can change based on injuries. Then you'll talk about a team like the Jets. How about their schedule? Buffalo out of the gate, Monday Night Football, week one. All right? At Dallas, week two. Home New England, divisional game, Belichick, week three. Home Kansas City, week four. All right. Then at Denver, then home Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles before a bye week. Then out of the bye week, all right, the Giants, the Chargers at home. All right. Two weeks later at Buffalo, following week home Miami. All right. They have a very tough schedule. Yeah, the big thing with the Jets is, do you think that the Jets have put together a big enough supporting cast for Aaron Rodgers? They have an elite receiver with Garrett Wilson. And I think it's going to come down to their running back, Brees Hall, who he's expected to wow a lot of people, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field yet. I think it comes down to their offensive line. That's what I think it comes down to. And I think if they're off, if they get good play from their offensive line, then I think everything falls into place. So, that, that's where I'm looking at, I think, offensive line. But I can't wait. You know, we're we're less than a month away, and I know I speak for everyone saying, let's go, let's get the games going, you know? Yeah, and then last thing I wanted to mention was with the Ravens, I think it just comes down to one factor, and that's can Lamar Jackson kind of yep. get back to his MVP status that he was in a few years ago. And stay on the field, you know? 
I like their schedule. They have Houston in week one. Then they're at Cincinnati. All right, we don't know about Burrow yet. Home Colts at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, home Tennessee, home Detroit, at Arizona. I mean, I think they have a schedule that they can take advantage of and contend for the division when it's right there all said and done. Now, their last four weeks are, or I should say their last five weeks, and they have a late bye, which I think helps them. But listen to this. Going into the bye, you're at the Chargers. Bye week. Coming out of the bye week, Rams at home, I don't think they're going to be that good. Then you're at Jacksonville. We know what they did last year. Then you're at San Francisco. Then you're home Miami, home Pittsburgh. You know, that's that's a very tough stretch for the Ravens to end the season. Yeah, you just rattled it off. That sounds pretty brutal. We'll see if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are up for that task. Thank you, buddy. Good hearing from you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. We say hello to Ryan in Sackdown. Hey, Ryan. Today, bud. I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, hey, uh, you are way off base with your uh, soccer take, and lucky for you, you have a one-year uh, tenured soccer coach expert here of seven to nine-year-olds, and it doesn't <laughs> matter where you put the ball as long as they make contact with the ball. Okay, so you got it yeah, from right. the expert here. So I just okay. wanted to clear that just make make contact with the ball. You think so what you're telling me is you think that's an important aspect of making a goal that you got to make contact with the ball. Is that what you're saying? You think Grant, is the key? Grant, they get the game ball if they make contact with the ball <laughs> on a penalty kick. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I wanted, we didn't really get to touch on this, um, when we did the show on Thursday, you kind of brought it up, um, college football and everything going on. We were talking about the pack. What was the pack 12? Um, poor Bill Walton's looking for a new catchphrase now. It's not the uh, yep. conference of champions anymore. Boy, no, no question. Um, but I guess the big question for me is, don't you see this line between collegiate and professional sports becoming, or I should say college football specifically, becoming incredibly blurred now? Yes, no question about it, especially football, no doubt. And the powers of college football, I don't think there's any question about that. Absolutely. We're, and we're the, looking. And the, and, okay. and, the, and the horse is out of the barn. It's not coming back. Well, it, it, exactly. And, you know, you're on top of that. What was one of those big things that we looked forward to as college football fans? Bowl seasons, right? Matchups yep. we never yep. saw. Yep. Now Rivalry we're going to be seeing those matchups on a weekly basis with the way this is working out. And you have two power. Where it's coming to is basically two power conferences. You've got kids yes. traveling all the way across the nation, no different than a professional athlete. Um, the institutions are cleaning up, especially can you imagine the TV deals that are going to be coming up for some of these conferences that are revamping? No. Um, and, you know, you just don't have a draft and you don't have the players getting a fair share of the pie, even though they started to get a seat at the table. All right. I have a question. What about the 95 plus percent of college football players that don't go on? and play in the National Football League? Are they allowed to get an education if they want while they're at school, or is that now not even part of the equation? Well, it's certainly part of the edu- or part of the equation. I mean, I, I would how? argue that- How? How? How's it gonna be? How is that gonna be? You just said, with the increased travel and everything else, how, how, how is that gonna work? Explain that to me. Well, it's, it's gonna work on overdrive like it's done before for most of the major schools. You know this with lacrosse, if you missed a test, in school, you've got a tutor on the road that's administering that test with you guys. Um, you know, is education going to be as important? Maybe it takes a step back, but let's be honest. I mean, a lot of these guys, they're not taking – by the time they get to, we're going to say, basketball players, uh, we're going to jump out of football to basketball, they're taking Mickey Mouse classes for one semester. Because that's all they need to stay eligible until the NBA draft. So I, I just 
I don't see school yeah. as a big part of it anyways right now um, in collegiate sports. But yeah, the degree is what's going to matter to those other kids. But you know, hey, just so you know, I went to college uh, from 77 to 81. Uh, when we were on the road playing lacrosse, trust me, we didn't have tutors administering us anything. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I just want to let you know, that was a little bit of a, a different era. When I traveled with uh, the hockey team, yeah. and that was a national, national powerhouse. What I was a an elite hockey program. No, you had to work it out with your teachers uh, to make it up. But I, I again, I understand that that's not being discussed. But again, the last time I looked, I always thought that if you were going to college, you know, and or university, that going to class and getting uh, a degree for for many, not all, uh, is very important. And I just, you know, again, I just, I don't think that matters anymore in college football. I don't think it's even. It, no one even discusses it anymore. It's not an, it, I, and I wonder, so what happens, and I really mean this, so we talk about the Pac-12, right? So what happens to these institutions that are all about academics who still have very reputable sports programs like a Stanford? What happens to them? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a great question. It's, it's to be determined, right, Grant? Yes, exactly um, right. You know, it, some of these schools, they... I can't say it because I haven't been in those schools, but they take academics more seriously than others. And I can't say Stanford does or doesn't, but there seems to be a striking difference with they do. their athletes versus some other athletes that go to other institutions that are on a big scale. But, you know, the well, other losers. No, go ahead. Oh, the other losers in this, you know, what are we looking at with some of the other teams in the Pac-12? They're, they're going to get swallowed up by the Mountain West. I mean, the Mountain West is going to become the Pac-12, presumably, and bring over a bunch of teams. So it, it's just, it's really scrambled at this point. And it, it's just like, where does the NCAA play a role in this? You know, do the conferences just go out and start their own entity? There's so many questions, and I'm really anxious to see yeah. what the answers are. I had David Shaw on years ago when he was the head coach at Stanford football team. And I asked him about recruiting with academics. And he said, well, first of all, he goes, the first thing I do is I look at the kids' test scores and GPA. And if they can't get into Stanford, he goes, I, I, don't, even, I don't even continue on. I mean, it's not like we're taking a, a student athlete, you know, and we're giving them a break. And then they get to Stanford and they can't handle their curriculum. He goes, what good does that do me? He goes, they weren't, he goes, they wouldn't get accepted anyway, but he goes, so he goes, that's the first thing I look at. And if the student doesn't have their proper scores, I move on, you know? So it's, you know, he, he was right out there. I mean, he, he, he did not make any bones about it, but again, not, there are very few Stanford's out there. I, I just think this is an interesting conversation. And I will say a guy that I respect immensely who I'm going to have on my podcast soon is Tim Brando. And Tim thinks, yeah, right now, there's a lot of people like you and me that are saying, gee, it really sucks. We're going to miss the, the, the certain matchups and rivalries and blah, blah, blah. He said, listen, five years from now, people aren't even going to be talking about this day. This day. They're going to be talking about how incredible college football is, and they can't wait to see the game on Saturday. And that this is not even going to be a conversation that, you know, this is going to be great for college football because the interest of college football will be at an all-time high because of some of the matchups that we will be able to watch now. And it very well be. I mean, that's a great point that Tim makes, but, you know, it goes back to still the classic argument of, you know, is this really a professional entity or is this collegiate? And, you know, it's going to be more money that's yep. going to be coming yep. in. The players probably will not see nearly as much as the schools and the demands are 10 times higher. But anyways, I digress. Um, I, I'm excited about the gentleman that you're going to have on Thursday um, yeah. because I have just recently started getting back into tracking and following um, trading cards and just how unique of a market it is. I mean, it, it's a we look back on our days as kids and I think about, crap, if I had a box of the cards that I just put in the garage right now, there may be something really valuable in there because these cards can go for millions of dollars. But it's oh, a yeah. really, yeah, it's a really good business. Like it, it's entrepreneurship. It's a very yep. good teaching tool for kids yep. because the market. Hey, when goes we up. when when we used to buy when we used to buy as kids, you know, I'm talking about in the '60s, 
you know, we go into, you know, whatever and buy, uh, and I used to, <laughs> don't laugh. I used to buy, you know, the baseball cards cause they came with bubble gum in them. Yeah. Right. They came yep. and I, and so, but when you open your cards, every single kid, everyone, you were praying that you got a Mickey Mantle card. Okay. And then we used to trade the cards and we used to use them on the spikes or in the spokes of our bicycle wheels because it made a cool sound, right? We used, yep. to, we used to get a clothespin and put them in the, in the, you know, the spokes of the wheels. But here's something else. If you got a Mickey Mantle card and you, you lost that by, you know, flipping cards with whomever, then that's just the way it is. And here's something else. So we saved all of our cards and what happened to those cards? We put them in shoe boxes and again, you know, our mom threw them out when we left home yeah. to go to college, not having any idea what they were or what the importance was. So I'm thinking about all the cards I had in the 60s, okay? I mean, I'm talking about some of the big names that have ever played in baseball. I can't even imagine what those cards would be worth. It, it's unreal. Um, there, there's a really cool application called Market Movers. And it allows you to uh, track the different prices of the cards historically and, it, you know, kind of the ups and downs as the athlete, you know, comes into their prime or becomes a Hall of Famer, yep. wins a championship. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, and Grant, we were opening cards and touching them with our fingers and we had wax oh, yeah. packs, all that stuff. Oh, now yeah. There's all these etiquettes because when you get it graded it can't have a fingerprint here and it, it's really amazing and it's actually an underserved market so I, i'm uh -huh. really interested to hear what this guy has to say because i think we're going to see a big boom in this coming back soon yep yeah he's doing great and uh, i'm looking forward that's going to be thursday uh, at five o'clock and it's first time i've ever you know done a show like this i know nothing about it so i'm truly going to be asking uh, very generic questions and listening to what he has to say and uh, asking him follow-up questions based on how he answer it. But I, I, I don't know anything about this industry and trading cards, so I'm looking forward to learning about it. Very cool. Well, hopefully it doesn't leave you with, the, with any uh, heartburn. Yeah, Grant, uh, there's actually this one mantle card. It was specifically from 61, and it had a really terrible piece of gum that came with it. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the best card. 61, 61, I was two years old, so I doubt very much I was trading cards and, you know, with bubble gum at age two, okay? But age, age five, six, seven, yeah, then, yeah. But I'm not kidding you. Everyone, we used to literally pray that when we opened up the, you know, our pack of baseball cards with the bubble gum that we got a Mickey Mantle card. And oh, some yeah, did, we, by the way. Some yeah, did, you know. Yeah, some people get the pulse. We would, um, we eventually would save our money instead of buying one pack, and we'd buy a box, and we would just have a party, open the box, check the Beckets, and then start trading. So it, it brings back yeah. good nostalgic times. So I'm really, uh -huh. I'm glad you're having them on. It should be fun. Yep, awesome. All right, buddy, you have cool. a good one. Take care. All right, talk to you soon. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Yeah, the good old bubblegum. Yeah, absolutely. But whenever you had enough money, you'd go in and you'd buy your baseball cards. Yep. Then you'd sit on the stoop or in the front yard or what have you and here we go. Let's go, you know? And 
you know, you think you were just having fun. You were trying to collect and you, it, was, it really was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You would get be so happy if you got some of your favorite players uh, with your cards. Yeah. Who knew back then that if you saved certain baseball cards and kept them in good condition, that that might pay for your college tuition someday. Right? Who knew? Who knew? I sure didn't. And most of us didn't. Because we always talk about, gosh, can you imagine if we had saved all of our baseball cards from back then? Oh, yeah. No question. All right, let's get to Al. Al, how are you today? Al? Now, we go through this with Al about once every two or three months where he thinks he's on, but he's not on. So I got to put him back in the audience. We can try it again, Al. But it is a fascinating industry with uh, sports cards, trading cards. I don't even know what the, the proper term is. Ryan said trading cards, but whatever. You know, a lot of people collect and keep them forever, right? So I'm really looking forward uh, to this podcast on Thursday. And Jay from Mo Mojo Sports literally travels. Every time I see him, he's at the airport going somewhere and going to all these different card shows. So it's pretty amazing to me. And he came right up to me because he's from Sacramento. Came right up to me at the – he was on his way to the Kings game against the Warriors. I think it was game one and maybe even and or game two. And we got our picture taken, and I gave him a shirt, and uh, I talked to him for a little bit. And I'm like, I got to have this guy. I got to have Jay from uh, Mojo Sports. I got to have him on. Got to have him on. So I'm looking forward to that. He's got uh, 36,600 uh, followers on Instagram. And that number uh, goes up every time I look. He's got a good thing going on. He really does. All right. Let's get to Patrick. Patrick, good to hear from you. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, Patrick. What's up? Uh, just to tell you quick, a silly story. I um I actually still have all the tops cards for the, the uh, 1978 Yankees and the fall Do you really? Yes. In 1978, huh? So you got yeah. you got Rivers, Randolph, Munson, Jackson, Chambliss, Nettles, Pinella, White. You got Ron Gibby, <laughs> 25 up, three down, ERA of 1.74. You know you got them all. Let me set that lineup again yeah. for you. Leading off and playing center field, number 17, Mickey Rivers, center field Rivers. Second base, Randolph. So Rivers, Randolph, Munson, Jackson, cleanup, Chambliss at first. Rivers, Randolph, Munson, Jackson, Chambliss, Nettles, Pinella, White, Dent, and on the mound. Louisiana Lightning, Ron Gibson. You got them all? <laughs> yeah, there's only one problem. All right. There's only one problem. What? I run on all the cards. Traded, still here. <laughs> they're, they're all marked up. <laughs> well, there you have it. They're all marked up. Oh, well. You but you know what? I, I still try. I still treasure them. I, I still, you know, I have Jim Spencer and you know all the, all the good Yankees from back then. Oh yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Absolutely. What a team that was. Thirteen and a half back in July. Came back. Uh, caught Boston. The Boston massacre in September. One game yep. playoff. Bucky Dent three run homer. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. That that was incredible. Uh, you know, incredible. Incredible. I saved all the um, I saved all the box scores too from Newsday. I used to cut them all out, and I put them in this album. And um, you know, I don't think I'd get rid of the cards anyway, even if well, maybe I would. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great story, prices. man. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, thanks, Grant. Have Thank a you. good evening. Take care. That that one game playoff was on a Monday. Keith Jackson was uh, announcing a game on ABC. And I remember I got up at my fraternity house at seven in the morning and went down and we had one TV in the, the room we used to hang out and I made sure nobody was going to watch anything else. Cause we had guys in our fraternity that used to watch all the game shows, dating game, newlywed game, all that stuff. And they used to bet on who was going to win. Seriously, you can't make it up. And I'm like, not, not today. Uh, -uh. I got the TV reserved. Nope. I had my road Yankee jersey on, number nine, Nettles. I had my baseball hat. I had my batting helmet. You know, I was ready to go. You know, I, I, I was ready to roll. So anyway, 
That game's on a Monday. And a couple days later, I get this big manila envelope in my mailbox that was sent from New York from my dad with a little note. Grant, I know you were at class and probably missed the game. So here are all the newspaper clippings from Monday. <laughs> it was like, that's a classic, classic from my dad. Grant, I know you were probably at class and missed the game. So here are all the stories. Oh my gosh. The good old days. The good old days. All right, let's see if we can hear from Al now. Al, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, got you loud and clear. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry about that. I had to get a new phone, and then Verizon says, "Well, if you, if you change your phone number, we'll get we'll pay we'll cover the new phone." So that's like six hundred dollars for a new phone. I said, "Sure," but they couldn't transfer my old information to my new phone. So, Nate, if you know me with technology, I'm hey, spent. Al? Yeah, Al. I, yeah, I, I don't get mad at me for saying this. People don't care. They want to know what your sports question is. Okay, <laughs> they don't care about your phone problem. Hey, buddy, you know I love you, but they don't care. They, uh, the people listening do not care about your phone issues. They want to know yeah. about what you want to talk about. Yeah, I just was reminiscing about the couple <laughs> gun cards too. Oh, that's hurtful. No, I remember that that gum, that hard gum that came in the cards with yes. the with the white yes. powder on it. Yes, I had a bunch yes. of cards, but you know, I don't know what happened to them. But I had a bunch of comic books too that I wear. But I wasn't old enough to on the comics to go back at with anything of real value. But I wanted to say that uh, you know, when when I was overseas, my uh, Bert was sent you the the uh, newspaper. My dad was yep. sent me because uh, yep. I was overseas and stationed overseas and set in the mid seventies, and there was no. It's just Armed Forces Network. There was no, you know, none of this stuff. And my dad would package up the sporting green from the San Francisco Chronicle like a couple weeks worth and send them to me. And I just loved catching up on the sports because it was I was so far behind because I just couldn't keep up with it when I was way, you know, 8,000 miles away, you know. I, listen, I'm that's a great point. Obviously, pre-internet, you can't get any information other than, you know, what you have in, uh, you know, newspapers. Yeah. I mean... I remember when I was on the road the, when with the Kings, Al, really before the internet and everything else, the USA Today was delivered uh, outside our door at most of the hotels we stayed at. And I, sometimes it was there when we arrived late, late, late after a, a flight and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I used to, first thing I used to do, Al, every day was read the USA Today sports section. Yeah, that was a good paper. They covered it on a national level. And I, yep. I'm really happy, happy to hear this Elon Musk offer. I hope something comes to fruition. That's pretty phenomenal. I just hope, if anything, I really want to see your case get more, you know, more national exposure, which would be like, you know, you've already had your your case has been talked about with Bill Maher and Phil Mushtick. And yep. I'd like to hear the follow-up. Now that it's got the green light, I was reading about a guy – if this isn't sports, but if you're okay, it's related to this guy got yeah. fired from his job as a realtor for, he worked for Remax. He'd been a, a realtor for Remax for like 20 years. And he, he, he put, as somebody posted on, on the, he was a little, from a little town. I was going to send you the article. His case is okay. still in court. It's about a year older than yours. He, he, Somebody posted on his little town's Facebook a Facebook page, you know, "Black Lives is coming in for uh, for a, to, for protest to, to their little town." I forget the name of the town. I apologize. And he posted, "What's wrong with?" And he was kind of a community leader too. You know, he's known in the right. community. And he says, "Well, it's it's a shame that all lives matter. You know, can't be recognized." And he got fired by by Remax Realtor. You know, he was he had a long stand, standing uh, relationship and he went to he's doing the same thing you're doing. And then I read about something so I'll send you the article because I was trying to find more information on anybody else that's been, you know, all lives matter. It's just it's just a head shaker. And I and I'm I'm thinking and I was thinking your case, you know, retaliation. And you you were retaliation by Bonneville is where it seems like the legal premise goes where you know you didn't even have a chance as you've spoken to to even speak say you're where you were coming from 
they just flat out fired you. I used to, I, I was thinking you were David against Goliath over the last months with your case, and it got the green light. When I'm reading about retaliation and how it's people are getting fired for no cause, no just cause, that kind of gives me hope that maybe you've got a you got a shot, you know. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't think my attorney would be going through everything he's going through if he didn't think we had a shot. And so we'll see. You know what? Um, uh, we're we're moving forward. I'm looking forward to the uh, process uh, continuing to develop and unfold. And we'll see where we'll see where it ends up, Al. But I appreciate you, and I appreciate you taking the time to call the show, buddy. Yeah, you bet. And I just want to ask real quick: Are you going to have your fantasy roundtable, maybe? Uh... Yeah, this we're, year, we're actually, yes, I am going to do that on Wednesday. So I'll still have the fantasy round table and uh, I need to talk with Ryan and uh, about what else we're going to do. But yes, I will be doing that on Wednesday afternoons. And that was a lot of fun, man. Anyway, sorry I was off on a tangent there and I'm getting off on a tangent on this legal stuff too. I imagine people like, what? What did you talk about retaliation? But I'm going Perry Mason on you, but have a good day, bud. Take care. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. You know, as far as what we sued for and what we didn't. I'm going to leave that all up to the expert lawyer. I'm not a labor attorney. So uh, that's his job. And I don't even really, you know, that'd be like him telling me how to do my show. Right. It's not what he does. It's not what I do. I have a lot of uh, confidence uh, in his knowledge of the law and his ability. So I'm putting my trust in him. All right. Again, tomorrow, seven o'clock. Pacific, I will be on YouTube if you don't like that. Then Thursday, Jay from Mojo Sports, trading cards, that entire industry. He's an expert. He travels all over North America. Guy's always traveling somewhere. So I'm looking forward to having him on Thursday. All right, tomorrow. Don't forget YouTube, 7 o'clock. Hope your week is a good one, everyone, and thank you very much for joining me right here on Listen Up. Bye-bye.